we sorry, we still need a minstrel song. Uh, we've added we've added distortion to the ukulele. Yeah. We also added wait what else, what else you got? Wait, what's the other one? Uh, here. Reverb. Oh yeah, yeah, we got what was here. You can't play that here, sir. song until somebody sends us another intro song we need a new one um until then i believe this thing has 300 sounds it only has 80 it has 80 presets oh 80 presets yeah okay and then supposedly it's got other stuff i believe it even has drums on it Ooh. um so who knows uh again please send us um an intro song for the podcast or not we're just going to keep trying these different things whatever it is that we're doing uh and with that welcome to pontification station uh we seem to be having uh i guess you can kill that heavier is that where the sound is coming from i don't know um we seem to be having some issues with sound but yeah we're going anyway it doesn't matter uh, so I do apologize if you have responsibility. Wow, that's beautiful. Uh, if we have this isn't going on. Tried something. Yeah, yeah. If you have issues with the sound, <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, we do too. Uh, again, thank you so much for joining us today. It is the beginning. It's our first one in 2020. That's right. It is 2020. For those of you listening in the future. Uh, in the year 2035, uh, on on whatever podcast or social media you're listening to this, uh, so today we are each bringing in uh, something that we found interesting, uh, whether it's trivia or just something random that we found interesting regarding gaming or geekery of some sort, and um, my favorite thing to do. Your, you know what? Since it's your favorite, we'll let you go first. Oh. <laughs> Bot. Anyway, go ahead. So you go really ahead. want? What, what did you find interesting this week, sir? By the way, this um, is I... Stephen B. Tyler. For those of you who are wondering who the marvelous voice is, not to B be confused. Not to be confused with, um, you know, B. Arthur. Um, yeah. So my little fun fact, I didn't actually realize this. I mean, it makes sense now that I think about it, but I never really caught on to it. The phrase "gotta catch them all" um, stopped appearing after Pokemon Crystal on the uh, the Pokemon games. That was "gotta catch them all" is the famous tagline for the Pokemon series. So Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, Silver, Gold, Crystal all has the tagline "gotta catch them all," you know, for the title. Every game afterwards doesn't have that catchphrase. And what year was that? Two thousand. One? That's a good question, right? Yeah, Pokemon Crystal came out in 2001. So, so 2002. So, for those of you, again, new to the podcast, what's happening is we each, we send each other the main point, and then we kind of just go from there. So, that's what he sent me. Uh, and Javier and, and Eric myself came out in Japan 2000, 2001 internationally. December two, 2000, so not as old as 2001. Okay. 
question. Uh, I, from what I can see, it was first used in 2018, the phrase. First um, used? Yeah. No, they may have reused it. I'm, I'm talking about for the games. Right, right, right. For the games, yeah. I, I thought 2018 was, uh, I could see it then. It had been used for at least 10 games. 2018, or is that referring to maybe Pokemon Go? Which uh, that attack line would be used again? No, in 2001, yeah, it might have been the, the resurgence of it, because uh, I saw in 2001, obviously, the the song came out uh, with 50 grinds. <laughs> I, I, I went looking for, to see if he had any other songs. Um, is it strange to say that that was probably the heaviest song he had, where he's got to catch them all? Like, the rest, the rest of his music was very pop rock like i mean very very pop uh gotta catch them all compared to the rest of his music was like extremely heavy yeah he was he was he was he was going hardcore in the video yeah Um, so i started looking around just to find out why you know if there were any specific reasons as to why they got rid of it yeah um i don't know what you guys found but but no i found it what what did you find? Because I'm curious what you found about that. According to um, Bulbapedia, which is like one of the primary uh, websites for Pokemon information next to Smogin, um, the slogan was temporarily retired from the Pokemon games around 2003 with the release of Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. Instead of the now familiar phrase appearing below the Pokemon logo, the game's version now, or version name appeared there instead. This held true for the remaining games of Generation 3 and would later prove to be standard for the release of Generation 4. The retirement was possibly due to the large amount of Pokemon now required to get captured to complete That's the National what Pokedex. I saw. I saw. <laughs> 186 I saw. at the time the slogan was retired. I it saw be, yeah. that uh, social media kind of went crazy on this and started like putting all kinds of memes of like you've got got to buy them all. Um, mm. And I think the whole you got to buy them all kind of got to them eventually. And, and I guess yeah, it went to like. Like, no, no, the, this is this is before all that. At, um, at the four, time, four it was, away. what, 386 of them? Mm-hmm, 386 uh, up to Ruby and Sapphire. Wow. So, yeah, so that Come was... And, and the other reason that I heard, uh, well, not heard, read, uh, was when the, when the next, when the next round came out, uh, they wouldn't be able to get the old ones for some reason. Uh, let me see. Yep. Yeah. So that was the other reason why they dropped the slogan because it was actually impossible to get them all at that point <laughs> when they yeah. released those games. Yeah, yeah. it says the inca- uh, uh, incompatibility. I can't talk to Incompatibility. Wait. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, incompatibility between the Generation 2 and Generation 3 games. Uh, as all the Pokemon known of the third generation were not available. Uh, between Ruby and Sapphire. So y- you couldn't catch them all even if you wanted to. Yeah. Nope. So it, it made sense to go ahead and drop that out of there. Although you could still say, gotta catch all of the ones you can. If it makes you feel any better, um, the slogan for the 1999 Burger King promotional Pokemon toys was, gotta catch them here. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. That's right, because they were in the, well, their Burger version King of the Happy Meal. Owned. 
Burger King owned Pokemon at that point. Like any other Pokemon coin, any other fast food restaurant was poopy compared to Burger King. Burger King was on top of it. They even had Burger King also had Pokemon Snap uh, kiosks in their Burger King restaurant. So if you play Pokemon Snap, you can have your stuff printed out. That's um, wild. Because as back in the day, we didn't have that as an option. You could just like go on your on your computer and print out your you know stick in your N64 game. You know, so you actually had to use a memory card um, that you put into the controller at that time, and then you take it to Burger King or Blockbuster. Blockbuster also had them. That's actually where I went to go take care of my Pokemon Snap stuff was on at the my local Blockbuster. Let's see so, if I can find it. So, so again, this being pontification station, we we pontificate and we we kind of take side trails and squirrel and all this stuff. And uh, going back to an older podcast, uh, guys, go, go go check them out. Um, we talked about memory cards, and you just brought up memory cards. I hadn't mm-hmm. even thought about the fact that Microsoft, in essence, is bringing memory cards back with the. Um, the, the SSDs that they use yeah. for the series? Technically, I, yeah. I mean, that's exactly what they are. They look like an old PS2 memory card. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, they're about the same size as the old PS2 memory cards, but they got, what, like a terabyte in those suckers? You remember? We, that's insane. The, the little PS2. How, how how much memory did those little PS2 memory cards hold? It was, it was megabytes. It was, eight, it was eight megabytes. And now, same size because I, you know, I just got the the Xbox uh, S, and mm. I was looking at that. And yeah, it, they basically have like a little memory card, just like the old PS2 memory card, same size, uh, and but it holds one terabyte. That's crazy. It's a lot of a lot of data for a tiny little pad. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Although my my side. Um, my side little tidbit about Pokemon is that it's actually the trading card game specifically mm. was actually banned in Saudi Arabia. What? Any guesses as to why? No. Because on the original cards, reasons. the energy, the little energy uh, symbol, quote unquote, resembles the Star of David. And that okay. was that was that was that was a no-no. So yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It, it has one extra point, so not not really, but yeah, I can see it, where it's close enough to where Saudi Arabia. I, said, I, I, I can see no. I can see we're an, we're an older person who just takes things at first glance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can see it being controversial. Therefore, it's like the, the trading time, card game with the physical copies and also the um, online. Uh, very cool. Oh, look! By the way, for those of you listening on the podcast, you can't see this, but maybe you can hear how beautiful our picture looks. Yeah, um, because it's a beautiful sounding. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful sounding, sounding. Uh, video. Uh, like a work of art. Yeah, yeah. So we we got a new computer and and now we can actually use the good camera as opposed Yay. to the, the webcam. So now you're listening to us through the Shure mic as opposed to the webcam also. Oh, yeah. Hot stuff. Yeah, hot stuff. Hot stuff. We've and always been to the Shure Mic, though. Yes, the Shure Mic has always been good. Well, the the stream 
and the podcast can hear us through the Shure mic, but Stephen was being forced to listen to us through the webcam mic because it would override it, I think, at times. I don't know. I know he was saying he was having issues with that. And speaking of issues, let's move on to the next point here. Are you ready? I'll take this one. Yeah. My interesting fact that I found out this week slash trivia is Aerosmith made more money from gaming royalties with Guitar Hero than they did on any album they ever sold. Now, so I have a little bit of a music background, and I had to get all geek on this and really dig in to find out because it sounded so crazy for Aerosmith to have made more money. Um, so, so follow me here as as I explain some of the math. I mean, and again, let's let's, let's go back to uh, Guitar Hero was exploding at the time. I mean, it was, and Aerosmith was. I mean, they'd always been around, but. Guitar Hero really brought them back to the forefront uh, as far as music is concerned. Um, In 2007, they licensed 29 songs to Activision. Okay, They made more money from those 29 songs than they did on any album. Their biggest selling album was Toys in the Attic. Okay, Mm -hmm. Now, I'll get a little geek here so that everybody can understand uh, because, again, I, ha- I had to dig a little bit further to find out, uh, just because I had to. It was just too interesting for me. The average major label yeah. pays anywhere from $0.50 cents to $0.55 cents per album. Okay? Not a whole lot. Um, top guys like Garth Brooks uh, will make over a dollar, so you can make a dollar twenty, a dollar fifty per album, but it's rare. So let's just say ten percent, fifteen percent, just for kicks. As far as you know, let's give them a little extra money because they weren't making ten to fifteen percent. But let's just say ten to fifteen percent per album. They sold eighty million dollars worth of toys in the attic. Um, eight, uh, sorry, they, they sold 8 million copies, okay? Uh, so approximately $80 million of that. You end up doing the math. They made about $12 million bucks because of the percentage from Toys in the Attic. In the first three months of uh, Guitar Hero, the Aerosmith edition there, the first three months, they sold $50 million. Now, here's the catch. Those bundles were going from $89 to $109. And they were making about 40% on those. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. Yes, so oh, that $50 million at 40% ended up being closer to $20 million bucks as opposed to the $12 million they made off of the 80 million that they sold in albums. So even though they sold 80 million in albums and only 50 in the in the game, now mind you again, that's just the first three months 
Who knows how much they sold later because I didn't even bother to look. But just in three months, they made $20 million off of the off the game. And, you know, it, it, it's just crazy. Well, you, you say the first three months. The crazy thing is that they sold just over half a million in a week. Yeah. That was five, Guitar Hero's popularity, and that's actually what was its downfall. They pulled a telltale game. Seven thousand. Yeah. They made sold in a week. It, it, it was it was insane, and again because they were dropping them at eighty nine to one hundred and nine dollars, depending on which version you got. Forty percent of that is it's a whole lot of money. I mean, they were killing it. You know, that's, mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> So anyway, so so that was that was just really really interesting to me. Although, although you know you want to know what game sold more mm. in uh, just under or um, or in a week, the first week of its release. Grand Theft Auto. No, the Beatles Rock Band. Oh well. Oh yeah. That yeah. sold almost. I don't know where it's called the Rock Band. Hundred thousand <laughs> units. Yeah. It was it was the second highest. Um, where? Okay, let me let me read this. Total sales across all platforms in the United States was uh, five hundred ninety-five thousand units, uh, with revenue between fifty-nine dollars and, or no, fifty-nine and uh, sixty million. And the second, it was the second highest revenue-generating game behind Halo Three OESD. Driven by sales of bundle units, so out of all the out of all the Xbox 360 um, bundles, second highest revenue generating bundle. Wow! And, and, and by the way, again, just because we we go all over the place with this thing, just to give Aerosmith some credit. On on a side note, Aerosmith was actually one of the only bands to have all the members be partners. So they split everything equally uh, for, for all four of them, which I thought was really cool. Like, for, for instance, just, just to kind of give, you know, so a comparison here, KISS, the only members of the band were Gene Simmons and, and Paul Stanley. Ace Frehley and Peter Crisp were actually hired musicians. They got paid just like the just like the, the rest of the crew got paid. You know, yeah. they were just employees. As a matter of fact, in, in, in I think it was 2019, Gene Simmons was in an, in, 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 in an interview, and uh, he was saying that both of those guys had been fired three times. So he literally just referred to them like just employees. You know, they've been fired three times. He's like, I wouldn't mind playing with them, but they'll never be part of Kiss, you know. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so it, you know, again, just to on a random note, just to give Aerosmith a little bit of credit, it was really cool to see a, a group be a group, you know, that all of them were partners yeah. uh, equally in that, as opposed to, you know, two guys who are partners. And like when I started looking for this, I would have never guessed that Ace Frehley was not. Technically, no. you know, a, a member. They were all the same thing. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was not a member. He was just a hired musician. 
and he was there. He was there from day one. It wasn't like I understand in the later years when Ace Frehley and Peter Chris were gone, and they picked up other guitarists yeah. and other drummers. I understand those guys being hired. But when two of your founding guys, you know, were there from the get-go, and they weren't part of the technically members of the band, it, it was weird. But but on another side note, I had to go looking for other good music games and bad music games. And uh, I really didn't find a whole lot when I was starting to search in, in good music games because I, I just kind of got stuck in Space Channel 5 because it's just one of my favorite ridiculous music games. Yeah. I mean, how often do you do you get to be a reporter who saves hostages by dancing, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, so if you haven't checked out Space Channel 5, it's great. I played it on the Dreamcast. I don't even remember what else it was, if it was available on anything else. It's uh, on ports. But, PlayStation 3, Game Advance. Yeah, but I originally played it on the Dreamcast. That was so much fun. However, I did look for worst music games ever. And I guess the major complaint about this game, even though it was bad, it was that it sounded like it was going to be a music game, but it wasn't a music game. It was called Rap Jam Volume 1. Good news, there was never a Volume 2 release. Oh, no. um, even though there was a Volume 1. Um, but it was a basketball game. Um Okay. Much much like uh, NBA Jam, but it was 3v3. And it had players like Coolio, House of Pain, LL Cool J, Naughty by Nature, Public Enemy with Flavor Flav himself. And Queen Latifah. And Queen Latifah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the game right now. <laughs> so, dude, go watch some video of this game. It's... It's as bad as it sounds. <laughs> this was just this was just somebody putting Def Jam and NBA Jam. Yeah, yeah. Basically, they decided to do Def Jam and NBA Jam uh, together, and uh, yeah, it didn't do well. I, I wonder why. I can't imagine it doing well. I saw some of the videos. It was uh, it was not a good thing. It was definitely not a good thing. Yeah, no, that is. <laughs> who who goes? Let's do this. This is what the kids want, right? Every time. That's exactly. I don't understand. Like, speaking of this is what the kids want, Dude, going no. back to Pikachu, why did they change Pikachu's design? Chubby Pikachu of, was so good. It's one of man's greatest balls I know. And, like, he's, he's adorable now. He's not Chubby Pikachu. Not the same. It's not the same. Maybe they just wanted him to be more um, emotive, because everybody like kind of clung to Pikachu as like the the Pokemon, Perhaps. and they're like, "Oh, we want him to do more things, but he can't do so many things because he's a literal." He's like an Rat. RPG slime. He's just he's just a blob. Right, right, right. So no, but I think the the, the tubbier pre-diet Pikachu is a lot better design-wise. I think it's cuter. It's a lot happier. A lot happier Pikachu. 
you're saying the chubbier one is happier? Yes, absolutely. I mean, have you seen chubby Pikachu? He does look happier. There he is. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Now that's that's not Pikachu. <laughs> that's amazing. Pikachu. So. No, that's uh, that's Meryl from Generation Two. Although it should have been in Generation One, I guess teased in the Mewtwo movie. How about that? Yep. The uh, almost every Pokemon movie has like a slice of life kind of introduction, where like the Pokemon are just having like a goofy little adventure. And the the slice of life one for the first movie introduced Meryl and uh, Snowball. Not Snowball. What's his name? The dog. Like the first like. Uh, Obviously, like a pit bull oh. Pokemon kind of thing. Yeah, Snubble. Snubble, yeah. Yeah, should have Snubble. I mean, of course, we had Togepi, which is like the other, like, hey, hey, more Pokemon are coming. We <laughs> kind love of. Togepi. Yeah. Not a huge fan of Snubble, though. Right, he's alright. His evolution's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Javier says, nah. Yeah. Yeah, Not well. Bad. I have a pit bull, so. You know, I'm actually. I, I wish that they would do. Um, didn't they say that they were going to do more Detective Pikachu movies? Maybe. Because I'm not sure. or like like more like movies along that line. Right, like think, live action, quote unquote. Yeah, because I think I think that would be cool. I think they did a really good job with the like the designs of the Pokemon. Oh yeah, and then like you realize like oh wait oh yeah Pikachu I guess is furry oh yeah Jigglypuff is just a ball of. And then you, like, look and see how, like, scaly and slimy Bulbasaur is, and you're like, why are you still well, so course, adorable? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I always have the sauce spot for Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur is so good. My, my oh. uh, Discord profile picture for a while was somebody made, like, a poinsettia Bulbasaur. Oh, yeah. They made, like, a bunch of Christmas ones, and I just made that Aww. one. Heck yeah. Yeah, Bulbasaur wholesome. Unlike Angel. Nope, I'm awful. He's 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 trying to look up another Jankerlet. Oh something. man, this is this is this is gonna be a beautiful thing. This, you know, guys, we're, we're getting to the part where I just torture people. Um, that that's all it's ever been. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oof. See, so let's see here. Top ten. This is this is this is this is how we do this. Top ten lists that you don't want to have to deal with. All right. <laughs> so this is this is the part where where I so ask I'm questions. Guesses, you won't guess correctly. Exactly. <laughs> but you know what? We're we're gonna go with this now. You're gonna have to be patient with me because I got to scroll here. You know. No. I'm not uh, at all. Having, having said that, <laughs> we're gonna start with. Top ten Pokemon characters. Oh, oh my God! You can't do that. You can't do that. That is um, that's, that's, you can't do that at all. That's that's what we're doing. That's popularity, no, or are we talking like three? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something here. I'm gonna give you a little bit of something. Three, four. Four. Number one, Ash's mom. Number two, Ash's mom. Number three, Ash's, Ash's mom. mom. Number four, Ash's, Ash's mom. mom. He's got it going. <laughs> okay, so only four of them. My only four of them are are humans. 
humanoid at the very least. Okay? So, so only four of them are humanoid. Uh, this is top ten Pokemon characters. This is the part of the show where we torture these guys, or where I torture these guys. Let's see. Javier, Javier started slow in the last quarter of 2021 and then came through with like three wins in a row to, to take the win of the basically the, the fourth quarter of 2021. So we're starting a whole new quarter here. Oh boy. Um, so nobody, nobody has any, any lead or any losses here. Uh, let me see. But, Steven, since you are our guest, I'm going to let yeah, you go first. Reason. Yeah, that's the reason. I'm going to let you go first here. Well, Who do you I'm going to go. the top, top ten? I'm going to do a safe choice, and I'm going to say Barack. Huh. He's laughing because he's not on the list, right? Barack, there's four humans no, on the no, list, but no, he's not on there? There's four. There's four humans on the list, and Barack is number eight. So you start strong. Again, for those of you just joining us, this is backwards feud. It's messed up feud. The lower the character is, the more points you get because they're harder to get. So, yeah, he's all the way down at eight. So you got eight points already. All right, what's your next guess here? Next guess will be James. You said J -j 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 James? James. Jimothy. Um, I do not believe there's a James on the list, sir. Oh, you're welcome. There is Javier. no James on the list, so he's got eight points, Javier. What do you got? It's Pikachu! Oh, Pikachu is number one. Yeah, enjoy your free one point. <laughs> your one point. You got one point. Wait. You're literally just going to go down the list with me. Well, well, here's the thing. I'm trying to remember exactly what point it was. Ash is definitely on there. I'm just trying to remember how many how points you get for Ash here. Oh, is it like a You get a seven points biopic? for Ash. Ash is seventh on the list. Missy. So it's eight to eight right now. Javier says. Misty is number five, so you got thirteen points, and that is all the humans. By that's the way. all the humans. No, no, wait. Also, no, there's, two, one there's one more human in there. Oh, at least a four. So you got thirteen, twelve points, right? Twelve points. Yeah, no, thirteen. I can't add thirteen. So it's thirteen to eight right now. And Mewtwo. Mewtwo is number three, so you got sixteen points. to eight. Jigglypuff? I don't know. No, no Jigglypuff in the top ten. So, alright. So, 16 to eight. What do you have, Steven? Charizard. Charizard was number two. So, 16 to ten. Gengar? He's making a comeback. He was making a comeback. That is not in the top... Wait, no. Not in the top ten. I am Missouri. 
not in the top ten either. No. I am so low. <laughs> All right, Javier, what'd you get? Um. You know what? I'm gonna go out on a. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say. May is number nine. Wow. Killing it. 16 plus nine is 25. It's over. That, that, I mean, number 10 is still on there. So, oh, 25. You know, I think you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the problem. I just don't know like what part of the internet this is like pulling from. Is it the thirsty part of the internet or Blastoise? No Blastoise. Alright, Steven, what'd you get? Jesse. Jesse. Yeah, that's all the <laughs> No, all the humanoids are gone. Oh duh, because May was the last human. Duh. Yep. Duh. I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one. Tokopi. Everyone likes Tokopi, I don't know what the problem is. Alright, since, since, since Javier locked this one down. Uh, Javier? Yes. Oh. Yeah, King Jobber, I, I agree with you. My head is also like, huh? <laughs> Yo, what's up, Jobber? Alright, we got uh, two felines and one canine and one... Well, who knows what that is. So, meow. We have... You speak from the top. You, you missed the, the, the top ten and these guys are losing. But here's what we have. Number one, Pikachu. Number two, Charizard. Number three, Mewtwo. Surprised somebody said that one. Number four, Mew. We got a Mewtwo and a Mew. Mew. Number five, Misty. Six. Oh, Arceus. Arceus, thank you. Who cares what Arceus? Well, obviously oh, enough to put him number out, six. Maybe. Seven, Ash. Number eight, Brock. Nine, May. And ten was... Oh, Arcanine. 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 I like Arcanine, but I didn't realize that Arcanine was that popular. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. aware, I'm aware Arceus is God, but like that's what makes him born. It's like, all right, he just does things. You can't get a personal relationship with Arceus. He's on omni, omni, yeah, he's omni. He's omni everything. He's just omni. So that um, is best Pokemon characters top ten list according to the third page of Google. Um, <laughs> hey, I don't want to make this too easy, you know. I don't want to pick like like something obvious like the first page of Google. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. We gotta we gotta keep this interesting so 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 that that way nobody can just jump in and know exactly what's happening. Now let me That's guess, right. you you still have your old game that you were planning to do for this week? Yes. I'm guessing. Oh, what was that? I don't even remember what that was. I'm still surprised Gardevoir wasn't number one. You don't remember the? I'm sure you had another list because that was all. Yeah, I was trying to remember. I did have another game. Oh, I know what it was. It was the game where we get to argue. Oh, you were going to use that one. Yeah. 
so so we have another game that's coming up. Uh, I don't know if we'll use it this time, but I think it's in the closet. I don't know. Um, basically, we pick random cards, and one of them is like kindergarten class, and the other one is like with invisibility, and you know the other person picks a random card, and it'll be like. I don't know, bus driver and flying powers or whatever. And then we have to argue as to who would win the fight between the two. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. And then, also, and, that buzzing noise is back. Yeah, and then you'll have to be the judge. Oh, the buzzing noise is back. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it was King Jobber. It was. I see. So, you. with that, let's go ahead and, and move on to, to the third point this week. What is. Your point. My point is um, that the original Assassin's Creed was actually going to be a Princess Persia spinoff. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was originally going to follow a female assassin who was entrusted with protecting um, a prince in Jerusalem. However, they, they weren't really fond of the game as the development went on because it didn't spend enough time um, on the prince, according to what I read. So they ended up scrapping the project, and then they ended up reusing um, ideas and assets in order to make the Assassin's Creed that we know right now. What did you find, Mr. Steven? I know I, I, mean, I, I know you said something about you were following it, so, so tell me about this following thing. Like when I was a kid, I followed it. Um, so Game Informer, if I recall. Uh, wait, wait, did you want the dig digital copy or the hard copy? This is back then, so this would be hard copy. But Prince of Persia, this was during Prince of Persia's Saints of Time, Warrior Within, and Two Towers, which was 2003 to 2006. So this was you know, 15 years ago. Um, so before they were doing digital copies and all that. But, um, yeah, no, I just, like, I was a huge fan of Prince of Persia back then, because I, I loved that edgy crap when I was a kid, because I was 14. Um, and, yeah, I was all over it, so I kept watching Game Informer, it was doing, like, every time they released their monthly magazine, they had, like, some small update on progress of that, and then they changed it, and then it was quiet for a while, and then the next Game Informer magazine, the front issue was Assassin's Creed, and then they would, they went, like, a, the whole, like, literally 20-page article exclusive on Assassin's Creed, and they were breaking down the history it was verbatim what Javi said. Basically, it was an Assassin's Creed project. In fact, it was called Prince of Persia Assassins. And if I recall, there was like a multiplayer that wow. they had. They were playing around with as well, where it was a bunch of people just trying to kill each other in assassin ways. So like people sneaking up on each other and within like a team deathmatch kind of style. And that was like a thing that they were playing really around funny with. funny because they actually ended up doing that in, I think Brotherhood was the first one with online I multiplayer. Like that? Mm, it was either that or Revelations, one of the ones with Ezio, where I, I personally checked out. Yeah, um, it's one of the two. Yeah. So, yeah, that was actually really cool, like, watching the little development of that, and then just, them just doing a 180 and just focusing on a, a whole other narrative that was story-focused. Random, and, and we'll get back to the whole Assassin's Creed thing, because it's somewhat interesting in there. But, uh, speaking of games that never happened... I just had a flashback. One of the games that I was really, really looking forward to, because they kept talking about it, talking about it, was Stargate. And mm. there was all this talk about Stargate happening, blah, 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 and then 
it, it just never happened. And in one of the episodes of Stargate, I'd have to look it up to be honest with you, because again, this is just straight out of memory. Yeah. Because uh, we watched all of Stargate. I mean, great season. All of them. The original. We watched the later ones. I just, we watched I just, every I just watched the original over and over again. Oh, uh, we watched season. all the other ones too. Uh, but the funny thing about SG One, I think it was on SG One. It was SG One. That what there was a kid playing the game that was never released. So it, it was really it was really funny because you could see the kid playing it. Was, uh, was it was it that or was it the the one where they were doing the VR training? Yeah. So the the game showed up in a couple places. It showed up once um, just in the main room. You could see it in the background. It's just on one of the computers. Uh, then there was another one. Uh, I do believe is what they were doing is they were trying to figure out how to solve something. So they made this video game in hopes that some super geek out there would figure out how to solve it because they didn't really have a solution to the game. Um, but they figured whoever the kid was or the adult was that figured out the solution, they'd bring them in. So that was one of them. Um, it was used that way. And then there was one where it was like they were doing some kind of VR thing and yeah. they were in the game. Uh, so, again, the game was used there. I was so disappointed that the game never happened. It was one of those games well, that I never expected it to be good. That, that kind but, of reminded but me. But I would have enjoyed it anyway. It, it reminds me of that fake game that was in Grandma's Boy that the uh, main character was creating and that the villain stole the copy of and claimed it was his. Did you guys ever see Grandma's Boy? No, I did not. Interesting. Yeah, it's actually, oh, it's one of the Adam Sandler movies, but doesn't have Adam Sandler in it. It's just like all of his friends instead. Um, it's actually not bad. It has, it's a cult classic. It actually has like a cult following, like the Billy Madison movies and Wonderboy and all that. But it's, it's about, you know, a game designer. Uh, yeah. you know, and and speaking of voice. cult classics, just for those of you listening to the podcast, we do go live on GOT.com Tuesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, or you can just go to Twitch and look up Gamers on the Edge. And I say that because I'm looking at the chat, and we have King Jobber in the house. It's really funny because he's a, he's a Dark Souls guy, um, which which means I am surrounded by Dark Souls right now. Because all <laughs> both Javier and Steven are, are, do like the Dark Souls, and I got Jobber over here on the stream, so we got, we got Dark Souls everywhere. Uh, I like them a little too much. Shout outs to all you people who are gluttons for punishment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I remember when when Javier was younger, we always had the computer in the in the living room, and I could see Javier playing, and I was like, "Didn't you die there the last four times?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> okay, I'm just making sure I did see this correctly. It's it's how it be. But back to Assassin's Creed uh, and being what it was never meant to be. Um, I don't know. I like I like Assassin's Creed. I think it started well, and then it just kind of like got a little crazy. I mean, that was a that was an Activision move or not Activision a Ubisoft move. Move. I guess move is still applicable. But yeah, that was a Ubisoft decision to milk the franchise into oblivion. They- I think one of the things that they did is they tried to make it, 
um, they tried to make you as the player feel cooler by having these mm-hmm. really cool fights. And the way that they decided to do that was to give every enemy an obscene amount of health so you spent more time fighting enemies rather than just being an assassin and being like and, hey and to make it seem dead. epic they and they to make it seem even more epic they as the more games come in and more enemies are involved in combat so it just yeah. takes even more time now the problem with this s creed is it oversaturated itself and it kind of streamlines mechanics that just don't really work that well aka tower systems aka um tr- you know was it the stalking missions or uh where you have to let me literally spend 15 minutes walking at a pace that i can't actually control so i can stalk this one guy and if he sees me i'm alerted or have to follow this guy to listen to a conversation the, the game is just padded with so many quests like that that are part of the story so you have no choice but to interact with that because most of the actual mess around with the introverts in the world was locked behind story stuff well, I'll so. tell you what I really uh, slow game. What I like uh, as far as you know that kind of movement and things like that. Um, I really like what Lord of the Rings did mm-hmm. with uh, Shadows of Mordor. Was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shadow of Mordor and Shadow yeah. of War. Yes, they 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 sort of to me they they took some of the things I liked from Assassin's Creed, and they took some of the things I liked from Batman. Batman's really the one that kind of perfected that system, at least um, up until City. That's, yeah, in yeah. my opinion, that's where they actually perfected that system. Yeah, and I, it, but I think I think they took a little bit of both of those games, uh, you know, because they had a little bit of the combat, had a little bit of the movement uh, from both of those, and and they they did a really good job with that. I really enjoyed that game. Yeah, honest, honestly, uh, Arkham City has to be one of the best games I've ever played. Like, yeah, it's up there. It's a good, really good game. It's. Yep. Just a solid game. We've raised yep. a lot of money with Arkham City. I'm, I'm really disappointed that Arkham, um, Arkham Knight did a lot of the things that it did with the with the Batmobile. It it used the Batmobile too much. Like if it was just like a thing. The Batmobile here or was there, more of a the, the Batmobile was more of a tech demo than it was an actual gameplay feature. It was them just trying to show off the PS4 and Xbox One capabilities at the time. That's and how I felt what the Batmobile was for Arkham Knight. It, it was just boring. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and for those of you who don't know, you know, we at Gamers on the Edge, we do fundraising for uh, children's uh, hospitals and sick kids in general. And um, when I say we raised a lot of money with Arkham City, we really did. Because what we would do is we'd go to Tampa Bay Comic Con and, you know, conventions like that. And it was really funny because we had we were in charge of like 10,000 square feet. But one of the things that we would start doing all the time is we would bring one setup with just Arkham City. And a dollar donation, you would play uh, one of the challenges. Because if you, you remember, it had all the challenges at the end of the... Once you, once you unlocked everything. Um, what were they? They were like just little scenes, you know? They, they were they were combat challenges. Yeah, so so we you know you donate a dollar, and then you get to do the combat challenge, and everybody had a good time because it was a fun challenge, and it was only a dollar, and then whoever had the high score by the end of the weekend uh, would win something. We'd always had some really cool prizes that were donated, but it was really funny to see people. I mean, we had this one year where these two guys just kept going back and forth. 
and and it was funny because they would leave, and then the other guy would walk in. He's like, because we always had the score on a whiteboard, yeah. So people would know who had the high score and how much it was. They were like, "Oh man, he beat me!" And I was like, and I just kept hoping like that the guy would beat the other guy by like five points, you know, like not by a <laughs> whole lot, so that the other guy would walk in and be like, "Oh, I can get those five points." That's exactly what happened. Like, it was three days of these two guys just dropping dollars, you know, trying to trying to beat each other. I don't even remember what it was that they won, but I'm pretty sure that they donated more than whatever the thing it was that they won uh, actually was worth. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly more than what we paid because it was donated <laughs> anyway. Um, right. But, but it was really funny to watch these two guys just go at each other. And it came down to, like, the last half hour. I think the last half hour, the one guy came back in and 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 beat the score uh, from the other guy. We've had some really good ones like that. And then we've had some bad ideas. They made money, but man, they were torture. Tyco, Tyco, bad ideas. Tyco, we raised a lot of money with Tyco. Tyco Drum Master. Tyco Drum Master, yes. We raised some good money with that. The problem was. It was a four-day event, and I can't possibly tell you how many times we had we heard the the Britney Spears song. Oh, what was toxic. it? Toxic. It was toxic. We heard that song. Yeah, oh, you're yeah, the yeah, one yeah, that chose yeah, that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. So <laughs> to be fair, it is one of Britney's best songs. Oh, it was, but it was four days of it. It was four days of it. Yeah. What what we should have done is we should have had like four prices, like you know per day. Just like, hey, on Thursday, whoever has the high score on Tyco Drum for this song wins something. Then on Friday, and then on Saturday, and then on Sunday, because four days of toxic was just it was brutal. It it, it was definitely brutal. It was definitely not not fun at all. Also, that Pikachu's adorable. Thank you. Dancing. Dancing machine. Yeah, baby. Uh, and King Jobber, you missed it, man. You're going to have to, somebody's going to have to send us uh, an intro song. Uh, Javier ended up playing some version of Nirvana. It was, uh, the, right, it was the right notes, but they're sounding But it's on the ukulele, so, you know, so that's what's happening. But anyway, um, anything else you guys want to share before we sign off today? Um, not really. I think I think we're pretty good. We're pretty covered. I've got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. Uh, I know nothing. I, know nothing. I got nothing. I see nothing. I see nothing. Yeah, I think that's about it. That is a beautiful thing, then. Uh, again, thank you so much for joining us. We are Gamers on the Edge. This is Pontification Station. If you're listening to us on the podcast, you can find the videos on YouTube, Twitch. Uh, I've talked about putting them on Facebook. I probably should do that for the people who are on the Facebooker. Um, they're not on MySpace. Sorry. I really, I, I would like to find MySpace and, and see if I can open my account again. I know it's in there oh, somewhere. Cool. MySpace is, is there. I would love to get a photo of that. Like screenshot of my original MySpace. <laughs> But, uh, so yeah, so if you're listening to it on the podcast, you can join us live. Uh, if you're watching us live, 
and you missed any of these, you can go back on the podcast. This is episode eight, so there are another seven of these. With the marvelous Stephen B. Tyler. The B stands for adventurous. Um, Correct. And uh, then there's a bunch of other bonus episodes that we've done. Although I think we're going to revisit some of those episodes, Stephen. Uh, Oh, yeah? Yeah. So so some of those episodes that we did, and, you know, let us know what you guys think. But some of those episodes we did were... um, best animes for intro people like you know like people who've never watched anime what what would be and don't don't give me any because i think we should do this with the three of us what you think would be the the you know best three or five animes that people should at least get started with to kind of introduce them uh we did that we did uh top animated movies as far as what we consider top animated movies as opposed to you know, Google page seven. Um, yeah. So there, there, there's some good ideas in some of those old ones that, that Javier and I did by ourselves that I believe we could revisit, and I think it'd be fun to, especially now that we have a little bit more uh, in our arsenal as far as what we've seen, what we haven't seen, and, and uh, some new stuff out there. Yeah. So with that, we shall sign off. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Thank you, thank you. Love seeing you on the stream. I'm glad you guys are listening on the podcast. We got people from Germany, and I think I saw, saw the podcast. There are like 48 downloads in Germany, another like 50-some in France. I don't know who's listening to us in it's, Germany and France, but I, I don't know. I have no Eric, idea. Eric's not even no, I mean, I understand Canada, because I, I know people in Canada, and we have some people out there, but Germany and France, I have no clue, uh, but it was really funny, because I, I saw one of our podcasts had, like, like I said, like 48 and 52 or something like that out there. Uh, my favorite is when you look at the numbers, and it says other, like, you don't even deserve a country name, you just get other. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, Javier, give us a sign-off. Uh, Let's see here. What do you got for us? <laughs> and that's it. Thank you for joining. Bye. Me. Bye. <laughs>